Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique in the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in T, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Thank you, Zach. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night as part of Improv Falls. The man is funny as is the rest of the cast and crew in that Improv Falls group. Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. This week's show features local author Emerson Park. Her third book, Secrets Maple Keeps, drops Sunday. Then, Levitt at the Falls Executive Director Nancy Halverson stops by to tell us what we can expect on the lawn this summer during those 50 free concerts. But the big announcement as to who those 50 free concerts will be is next week. She didn't spill the beans. Plus, we'll tell you who or what gets this week's honorable mention, as well as choose another winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. No matter what you're drinking, no matter what it's coming out of, no matter what time you happen to be drinking, of course, you know, what you're doing at that time might determine what you're drinking, etc. But raise it high and toast to talent at all levels. We tend to forget how blessed this community is with artists and performers of all ages and all the variety of art we have in this community. We'll talk about it a little bit more coming up in just a moment. The Weekend Eve Toast is brought to you by The Sky in Tea. The Sky provides all caps fun, uppercase letters, and that is best had with friends. Have fun playing darts or shooting pool. In fact, you can have fun listening to great live music from local musicians, or you can be that because they do karaoke once a month. You can have fun singing that, or you can have fun testing your knowledge at trivia. There's a really great trivia host out there once a month, too. Maybe you need more room because you got a big company party. You need to hold a benefit. Well, the Sky's big back room is going to fit that bill. So no matter what's going on at the Sky, it's local and it's lively. It's time to choose a lucky winner of pizza with a podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram is automatically entered to win a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. We pick a winner each week, and this week we say congratulations to Bob Wendlin. We'll be in touch with you, Bob, to get you all set up with some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with a Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. 
Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, sunnyspizzeria.com. Oh, what was it that made Dave smile this past week? Laughed quite a bit, too. To all that talent of all levels that I mentioned in the Weekend Eve Toast. This past weekend, my love and I enjoyed the musical Once Upon a Mattress at the University of Sioux Falls. Very well done. Then we saw the musical Cinderella at the Premier Playhouse. Outstanding. We finished up the weekend with the national tour of the musical Dear Evan Hansen. It was a wow, wow, wow weekend. Whew, good stuff. Later in the show, from Leviton Falls, Executive Director Nancy Halverson. But up next, local author Emerson Park on the Dave Holly Hour. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls. Conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street, TJS Ceramics. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57. He's a bit flirtatious, but most of all, fun. Once again, here's Dave Hawley. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yes, indeed, here it is. It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment, and it's always a pleasure to have somebody come back to the show. And great timing on this, because it's time for her third book. Author Emerson Park, how are you? I am super now that I'm here. Glad to hear that. Yes, now that you found the way to the Dipsy Doodle Productions studio. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you did you put it in GPS or? Um, yeah, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> in the right city? <laughs> nope. That was where it was a little difficult. <laughs> there is no Center Avenue in T. No, no, okay. there is not. Yeah, Just but so there, you know. there is here in uh, Sioux Falls. So. Yes. So All I found right, you. <laughs> <laughs> and and great to have you here, uh, because uh, we've we've talked to you on the show before about writing your style, and uh, at that time, it was uh, shadows uh, puppet. Puppet, Puppet Shadow. Shadow. Yep, that's Damn, right. I knew I was going to get it wrong. <laughs> Practiced it all morning long, too. Yeah. Well, I, was, I tried to trick you with the title. Yes, so. because I know you did that with the first one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he loves me. He loves me. me. She, she loves, loves me, me not. Yeah, I like to And I remembered that bit. one. Yep. And, okay, so now we have Secrets, Secrets Maple, Maple Keeps. Keeps. Good job. Perfect. Whew. And you'll, when you read this little expert excerpt, Sorry, yeah. for us, you'll see why that's the title. So. All right. Well, I'll, I It'll will read it excerptly it. then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's just read it and, and okay, start it right it. now let's then. Yes. Okay. okay. Let's oh, wow. It's like halfway through the book <laughs> well, even, isn't it, it? Yeah, but it doesn't give away anything. Okay. All right. So. Yeah, we don't want that. Once the last green leaf had succumbed to the golden color, maple felt prickly and very fragile. With the fall winds picking up power, 
Maple doubted her ability to withstand the chilly high winds that would eventually strip her bare. She knew she won't remain green with youth and innocence forever, yet it was still hard to accept. Maple sighed a weighted, deep sigh. She yearned to return to the season before everything changed, before she changed. But her wish went unheard, ungranted. So she stood as tall as she could against the brisk wind as she watched as her leaves, her offspring, glittered the ground beneath her. As I lie on my back and tears roll out of my eyes, one after another, I realize I'm Mabel. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Woo. All right. What's our premise in this one? So this one is about um, a mother and what she'd do for her son. Mm-hmm. Um, she discovers that he has some addiction issues. And, of course, they, as parents, had always thought they would never allow anything like that to happen in their under their roof. And it did. And then, you know, then we need to make adjustments to our rules. Right. So that's pretty much what we're doing in this book is she's trying to pave the way that would work for her son, her family. And what I thought in the book or why I chose the cover and the title is I felt like this mother, each leaf when it changes in the fall kind of like changes who you are. So mm-hmm. that's why I kind of played on the little maple yeah. name. And uh, I like it in that regard. But, you know, the, the other thing that I, I'm really interested about reading in this then is the way that, uh, you know, most of us think of fall as being the prettiest part mm-hmm. of a tree. Uh, when you get those golden and uh, scarlet and uh, other colors in there and so forth. Uh, so um, is there that part in correlation to her personality and so forth as well? I would say because she felt like invincible, you know, mm-hmm. and then once things start changing and you start not being able to hide the scars or the the rotten leaves, you know, you'd right. become pretty raw. And I think that's kind of what she felt like in this book because she tried and tried and wanted to stay strong. But yeah, I mean, sometimes... but. Every we know throughout the older you get, the more that you know that things happen. That doesn't mean it's forever, and True. she does obviously discover that that she won't be the maple tree of the late fall winter forever. She'll grow her leaves back and be strong again. It's just a matter of time. What got you started on this theme? Um. Honestly, we had some of the same issues going on at our house. Mm. So I feel like uh, the mother in the story, Evelyn, has a lot of my actual feelings. I feel like this is kind of what <laughs> I felt like for a while there. Um, and then I, I love fall. I mean, so when I started the whole fallish theme of the book, we were in fall last year. So that was kind of fun. And yeah. I, it's my favorite time of the year. And so I like it for the beauty and the smells. Right. But yes, it's 
It's a sad time, too. <laughs> that's true, you know, especially when it rolls around so quickly. Yes, and then <laughs> winter sticks around for six months. Yeah. <laughs> At least it did this year. Yes, it did. Who are we getting? It did the previous year, the previous year, the previous year. Uh, and uh, do we get her into winter as well, then? And, um, and uh, what happens in that season of her life? Um, I would say we kind of skip over that part. Okay. <laughs> I think we fast forward to, okay, it's summer again. Oh, summer even. <laughs> yeah, Forget, we even, yeah. yeah. Well, that's because around here, you know, spring <laughs> arrived on a Tuesday this year, didn't it? Yeah, and it was <laughs> gone on Wednesday with snow. <laughs> uh, what do you enjoy about your characters in this book? Okay, there is a friendship in this one um, between... Evelyn and Frank, and they met in college, mm-hmm. and their banter back and forth, I love. Like, you know, I've had some early reviewers read it, and they've said, oh, I love their relationship. They just want that to continue, mainly because, uh, well, Frank tells it like it is, and he, um, but he's he's also kind. I w- he means the best, but he won't. You know, he's not going to sugarcoat. Right. Yeah. Yes. He's going to be like, you, you're you saying it wrong. You know, just he just was great. And so he's fun. And I would love to keep writing about him because he was fun. But so next time, maybe Frank will be the uh, subject mm, of a book. Maybe. That yeah. Might, might be interesting. Yes. How do things correlate between your first book, your second book and now this? Um, They don't like they're both. They're all standalones. However, right. what's fun is. Now that this is my third one, I did pop in, like, if you read Puppet Shadow, you'll see a little spoof in there on that. Um, He Loves Me, She Loves Me Not is also in there. So that's kind of fun. I just Mm kind of, like, play along with or, you know, put in little hints of those books. So that's what's fun. Um, I've got a theme going of messed up relationships, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) I don't feel like my life is like this. It's just fun to write about it, I guess. When you sit down and create a character, how, what is your process? Are, are you, uh, you know, scribbling notes on note cards and putting those all over a table? Or what to, to take for Frank and Evelyn to come to fruition on the pages? Um, I feel like what I start is it's, I feel like, most of my books I start with like a journal process where I'm just writing about the feelings because if you read a book and it it hits you I think something in there is real or something in there is solid um so what I I am starting number four and I just write about feelings to start with and then I kind of have to blend so it's not real life real life isn't quite as exciting as a book so <laughs> you kind of have to make it a little either dirtier or a little bit you know a little scarier uh-huh. but um so i i just start scribbling away and then it kind of comes to me as i go i i do feel like i do keep an outline going a little bit but i also like to make sure that the characters are free to decide who they want to be i guess so I hear that happens a lot for mm-hmm. writers, that uh, as they're writing and they've got their idea mm-hmm. of what a character is going to be, and then all of a sudden it takes over. It does. I wanted to give myself a little bit of, like, tr- or try a little bit in this one of a love story. I, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's not in me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> so it, 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 um, yeah, I, 
it's just it's a fun process i thought i was going one way with it and it ended up going a different way and i don't know i've so far everyone's loved the how it all wraps up in the end so you said that you've already had some early reviews on it yes. and that they're positive yes. and, and that's always a great thing how do you feel now when a review comes along now that you're into your third book and, and starting on your fourth even how do I feel about when the reviews Yeah, come? because, you know, the, the first year after that first book, you know, obviously reviews were probably going to be, oh, what they say and so forth. Right. Uh, and then you had that experience, and then the second book comes around, and you're hoping that each time you're right, right. that you're improving. And uh, so now, yes. can you sit back and uh, just take a review, whether positive or negative, and, and look at it for what it is? Oh, yes. I, I remember getting the first one star with my first book. And I cried and cried and cried. And then I was like, but I don't like every book that my friends mm-hmm. do. So I had to take it with a grain of salt, but learn from it. Right. So I feel like my third book is better because I listened to some of those critiques. And I wouldn't say as a reader that I always like when the author wraps up the story but as a writer, I know that my readers like it when, you know, either, you know, they either get together at the end, they don't. I like stories when I get to interpret what happens, but most people, the higher percentage, want me to wrap it up. So I've been listening <laughs> and I've been trying to wrap it up so that you feel like there's a completion or you're like, okay, I'm happy, you know, with how this went. So, all right. So I, I still haven't read your first book, but I have. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow, I just got scolded <laughs> on my own show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, my uh, husband hasn't even read I, any I, of I them. I think so it's because fine. we don't have it on uh, in hard copy. Uh, we do need that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes. Because I'm a I'm a page flipper. Okay. I'm not big on scrolling while okay. reading because I I'm on the internet enough the rest of the day. I agree. Yeah. And uh, but I I did read that second one and loved it. Good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, there were some plot twists and turns, uh, and uh, you know, there was mystery to it, there was excitement, there was downright, oh, you bitch, yes, did that to her, yeah, yeah. What types of uh, things uh, follow through in this writing? Um, I would say a lot of that is similar, you think it's going one way, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't, or I've, I've had a few early reviews going, you. I liked him. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I thought I did too. And then it turns out I didn't. Um, so I tried to do that again. And that's what it is fun. I would say it's a lot of work to make sure the twists work correctly in the story or make sense. I don't like to give it away. But then again, I also don't want to be like, well, that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I want the. There was a basis for it. Right. So. Have you had to become a sleuth? While doing these? I would, I would say, like, my husband will be flipping through channels, and I'll go, and, oh, watch 2020. Yes, I, those are good for me. And he'll be like, I do not. I want to watch football or hockey or anything. And I'm like, but those are good for my research. Exactly. And then yeah. he just says, go downstairs. Well, and, and see, then you can write it off on your cable bill. <laughs> yeah, oh, my well, gosh. Research. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, yeah, my father it. was an accountant. I don't know. <laughs> good tips. Good tips I'm learning. Uh, what is it that you enjoy about writing? Um, I like, well, this will be kind of funny and tell you about my A side of my personality. I like it that they listen to me. They do what I want. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, 
in in this story the the son has some issues and he's a little you know mouths off like mm-hmm. they do when they're teenagers and in the story i could write the response that the mom sounded so smooth and good you know in real life though when you're in a middle of an argument sometimes your words don't come out so i i do like that when i write i get to sound smarter or the mom comes off better <laughs> Is it because, you know, I think so many of us, anytime that we've been in a discussion and then doesn't necessarily end up the way we wanted it to, and later we go, oh, if I'd only have said that. Yes. You get that chance to, I to get do you. that. I get to go back and change this a yeah. million times to however I want. So that works out really well for me. <laughs> How many drafts do you do? I don't have a number of drafts, mm-hmm. I guess. I do... I usually try to do one all the way through, okay, and then it's just constant editing. Like, I think I was done with this one in, around Christmas, and didn't finish it until what, where are we in April? Yeah, so end of April. In, yeah, I was like, where are we? I think because it was... the reason you're on is your book comes out on the thirtieth. <laughs> That's right. Huh? I'm a I'm a little sleep deprived right now. <laughs> um, but you know, so then I think I send it to the editor, send it to people to read, and. You know, I don't know. I feel like there's lots of drafts. Right. And then, you know, once, so you get, when you're done with your first draft, you do all the polishing and the editing, and that takes a long. Then I send it to usually three or four avid readers. They, they call them betas. And they read it draft, very draft. And then they go through and they go, well, you know, I would like to see this happen here. Or I don't understand why she said that. So that gives me a hint that if I don't answer that later in the book or so sometimes I add in chapters. I mean, the story does right. change based on that. So I feel like there is yeah, the, you know, pl- the plot's still there. Right. You just have to do some detailing right. and, and some background and so yes. forth. So then I feel like that's 101 edits again. You know, right. so it's yeah, it's constant. All right. And uh, so, like we said, it comes out on the 30th. Where yes. will people be able to find this? Um. It will be available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Lori Bell's, you know, AR Workshop yeah. is, um, that's right by Shields, it'll be there, um, and at Zooks and T, so lots of places, you can just hit me up, I got copies too. That's true, so. yeah, <laughs> and thank you for bringing one, yeah. appreciate it, yeah. uh, but uh, we got so much more to talk about yet, because it's just, we've, we've really not even delved into much of the book itself. Uh, what are the things that you think people will be surprised at most when they read this? Um, surprised, I think. I don't know what they'll be surprised. Maybe. So people that don't know, are you going to edit this a little bit? No, (laughs) I don't edit. You know that. Like, wait a minute. Um, I think what will be surprising to people is people that know me know we went through something like this with mm-hmm. our son. The people, so what they'll be surprised is how bad my mind works. <laughs> so <laughs> the only thing that's honestly real in the book is my feelings or Evelyn's feelings. What she did in response to her son's addiction and his problems with drugs and alcohol, I didn't do any of those. (laughs) (laughs) So that will make you, like I had a friend read it and she said, did you really 
key his car. I go, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's just things you think of when you're being a mother bear and going, how can I protect my kid? You know, I didn't do any of that. No. Right. But so that that's a that's a. But going back to that uh, question we just had a little bit ago about, uh, you know, you get to rewrite and do the things you wish you'd said. Right. (laughs) I know. I think of I, I changed the story a little bit just to make it i don't know well it was good so he gets his car keyed oh yeah wow Mm. evelyn's tough that was one of her nicer things she did oh my yeah oh okay now yeah now i'm ready for it see you'll like you'll like her you'll like frank you'll like her okay yeah well i i know i'm gonna like frank (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, I just feel sorry for the guy that, you know, it doesn't come about, huh? <laughs> what is it uh, when you sit down then? Uh, is there a favorite time for you? Are you a morning writer? Are you a, I must write X amount of pages today? Um, I don't, I'm, I don't have like a X amount of pages, number of words. I usually try to, my best writing happens when, I'm just relaxed. So mm-hmm. I would say it's right before bed. So after that bottle of wine that yep, you brought? Yeah, exactly that. After that, I'm like, good to go. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is. I mean, I wish I could just plop down and write in the middle of the day, but it's usually best writing when everyone's in bed. and Right. You've got your alone time. Yes. Your thoughts are there. I think, I think it's everyone's, yes, everyone's in their own little room, so we're all yeah. okay, but. Well, I, I know that uh, one of my favorite authors, John Grisham, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's like, it's a job of 8 o'clock in the morning until noon, writes that entire time. So it's it's interesting to always find out how people approach writing. When was it that you decided, you know what, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to get one done, and we'll go from there. Well... I've always had, I'm a list person, so okay. I've always had a, like a bucket list, and so of course my husband knows what's on that bucket list, and on one of them was, or one of the items on the list was write a book, publish a book, and he's like, well, it's COVID, you have nothing better to do, <laughs> go ahead, and I was like, I don't know what I want to write about, you know, so I just started and just played with it, and then I they gave it to a friend and she was like, "This is actually really good." And I'm like, "Are you kidding? Are you kidding?" You know, kind of. You know, I wanted that affirmation, but I was also like, "Oh no, what do I do now?" She goes, "Go finish it." You know, like pushed me to, and I was like, "Well, I don't know where." To, you know, anyway, so it was a fun process, but I think that was when I was like, she told me to, and she's an avid reader, so when she told me to keep going, I thought, "Okay, I'm gonna give this," and it did, and it, I don't know. I started researching how to get it published and blah, 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 blah. And here we are, number three. So you didn't have like a, a great, you know, skill set back in eighth grade or anything going, ooh, someday when I'm an adult, I'm going to write a book. Well, I would say I did, but eighth grade was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I always thought I wanted to write, but okay. I think... I don't know. I remember telling my grandma that and she said, you'll never make any money. And I just remember going, okay, is that important? <laughs> but it is. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I wish I would have listened to my eighth grade self maybe and I would have not waited so long, but I'm glad I'm doing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I used to write like short stories and plays and, you know. Okay. See, because I was curious uh, because I think a lot of people put down, write a book mm-hmm. on, a, on a bucket list. I certainly have, uh, and I've not accomplished it. Get going. Well, I, I just wonder if things change in bucket lists and so forth. Yeah. Because um, now the thought that I have isn't so much of a book uh as maybe a one-act play mm-hmm. oh you would be good at that and uh i there's somebody that wants to write one with me and we're kind of collaborating at this point just on ideas and then we're going to jump into it oh, and, and see what it can become because i've, I've had the, these ideas for like four different books um and it's time to at least move on something and, and i guess that's maybe you know it's like okay can we still at least give maybe a little, you know, put a dot next to it or an asterisk right, next to right, it on the right. bucket list yep. instead of just totally scratching it out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just wondered if, you know, there was that bucket list early and then, uh, but you, yours was more of a progressive of the opposite way, you know, doing the short story and plays and so forth. And then all of a sudden, hey, now that we're an adult, let's make it a book. Right. And I I think you should. I, I think this is the most exciting chapter of my life. I mm-hmm. love it. I think I would be more, I'm happy and I don't know. I feel like I have a creative outlet. You know how so you sometimes just need that. And, oh, I think it's wonderful. So I think you do. You just have to start. Like I asked somebody when I was in the process of writing and I said, what's the best advice you can give me? And she goes, write the book. <laughs> don't don't email me again uh-huh. <laughs> write the book <laughs> so i did all right uh so book number four has already uh, got some uh, thoughts and ideas down it does mm-hmm. it's not not leading anywhere quite yet nothing okay. i can tell you about i'm still brainstorming how i want it to work i think i might have it play along with uh i don't know how you call what you would want to call it but play along with the first book he loves me I think I'm going to grab a character from that book and kind of explain who she is because she was a uh, mi- uh, minor character in the He Loves Me, She Loves Me Not, and I kind of wanted to play on how she got where she was because you kind of judge her a little bit on who she is by what she accepted in her life. So I thought it would be fun to kind of do a little spinoff, but yeah. you don't have to read the first one to read that one. Right. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I've always liked that, too. You know, there are some authors that they've got, you know, four different characters, and they each of them is a series. Uh, and But I do like it when I recognize that. And then it's kind of like, oh, well, hey, maybe I should read this one, too. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it wasn't enough that, you know, you had to have read it. But right. at least now there's intrigue, and, you know, it's great little marketing ploy, too. Right? Yeah. Well, I, it, and it is. It's good. But, like, you know, when people like a certain character, like, a lot of people in my first book wanted me to do a spinoff of, um, there's a pastor, Tony is his name, and he's just evil. He's just rotten. And I was like, I can't write about him anymore. He's terrible. So um, He's so gone this, to hell already. Yeah, he's already gone. Let's just leave him alone. Um, so it's fun because like in this one, everybody wants me to keep going with Frank. And I was like, oh, well, what do, Frank's, you know, he he's done. He's good. He's happy. But maybe someday, you know, you just, it's fun just to, you know. Are you to the point that uh, people will say, hey, uh, 
can I be in your next book? Oh, oh, all the time. <laughs> I bet. All the time. <laughs> so I will just sometimes throw in somebody's name in there just to be funny and, you know, they love it. And then they'll look back and go, oh. why did I say she could use me? <laughs> yeah, because now look what I did. <laughs> all right. So in the meantime, book number three coming out on the 30th of April. Yes. Uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And locally, you'll be able to buy it. Uh, Zook's Down in Tea. Uh, also, Lori Bell's and AR Workshop. AR workshop. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. I know. Yeah. Uh, so, tell me what else is brewing besides another book? Um, I cannot wait for summer. I work mm-hmm. at the school district, so I like summers. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we'll be just carting. My 14 year old got a job at Wild Water West, so. I'll be driving. And him. you live out near yes, there. Yes. So, so that, at least yeah. it's close, yeah. right? Yeah, it won't yeah. be big, but he's so excited. He comes in with his calculator all the time to show me how much money he's going to make. <laughs> so. Now does he come in with a calculator to show you how much he's going to save? And, uh, no, that hasn't come up yet. <laughs> but we did tell him there are taxes that come out of there. Oh, well, what for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For government. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right. Everson Park, always a pleasure to chat with you. Yes, and thank, uh, thank you. you again for uh, taking some time. So, uh, you know, the standard questions uh, when you are not part of uh, the arts and entertainment, what is it you like to be entertained by? Oh, I like to be entertained all the time. Um, I do love, we go for motorcycle rides, and so we'll take in a lot of the little. Um, I don't want to call them dive bars. But oh, I do. Do you? Oh, yeah. Well, I love to go to those and listen to like a local band uh-huh. or, you know, just see little events. So we love to do that in the summer. Yeah, I'm looking forward to so many things when it's nice outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, We don't have a huge, crazy social life, but I can't wait to get outside. <laughs> Hiking, you know, just see. Oh, just, you're a hiker, huh? Yeah, I do like to take... Like, good walk in the neighborhood oh can't wait well i can't either but Mm -hmm. you need the hips to come along with it too (laughs) (laughs) that would be good all right everson thank you so much appreciate it thank you and we'll be back with more of the dave holly hour in just a moment comedy magician and hypnotist jesse moffitt's right he can't play the piano but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605 929-0964. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. The Dave Holly Hour. Like eavesdropping on a great conversation between two very interesting people.
Welcome back, everybody. Mm, let's just get it right off the bat. It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment, and always a pleasure to talk to this lady, Nancy Halverson, Executive Director for Levitt at the Falls. How are you? I am great. I can't believe you've done this many episodes. Congratulations. Yeah, ma- thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we started back on the 10th of October of 2019. Good for you. Yep. And uh, only had to miss, a, I, I take the last two. Yep. Thursdays off each year for the holidays. Good for you. Because there's a guy in a red suit that's usually kind of bushed by that time. I bet he is. Uh, Yeah. And then uh, also there were two weeks during COVID that just nothing going on. Yeah. Couldn't get in touch with people and so forth. But beyond that... We're back we to it. We try to bring it every Thursday. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So thank it's, you. It's, and thank you for having been on prior. And one of the first people that I, I knew that I was going to be inviting when I started it, too. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, so nice to have you. Uh, you know, you moved back five years ago now? Five years already. For Gosh. this. Wow. I know. Five years out on the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, the one thing that I want to ask you, uh, I was thinking about this earlier today. It's like, okay, five years now. Now, I know that uh, when you interviewed for the job, you probably had to give some ideas as to how you would keep it moving along and so forth. Yes. And then I thought of everything that has happened and, you know, getting uh, SDPB yes. associated Great with Great partnership. It. Yeah. Great there. Uh, and the, uh, you know, live at the Levitt and, and so many different things that have taken place. So it keeps growing. And uh, you've now had a, a couple of years to, to get up to that 50 mark. Yes. Uh, 50 concerts over the summertime. How have you felt about the growth of the project overall? Oh, gosh, it's been a blessing. You know, it really has. When I first heard that the Levitt was coming to Sioux Falls, I kind of thought, how in the world will they do that? Mm -hmm. You know, for so many reasons. One, 98% of the budget is contributed so that's huge, right? right? How are you going to maintain that? And then, of course, there's just the weather. How do you fit all those <laughs> concerts in? Um, but, it, you know, our community has stepped up and supported this project from day one. And every time we bring about a new idea, what we hear is, yeah, go for it. Try it. Right. Let's see if it works. Just go for it. And we've had so much fun with that, you know, from, again, as you say, getting to the 50 concerts, but last summer doing our Inescape program with the Smithsonian, this summer, all the things we have coming up, it's just really been a joy. So how many of these things were ideas you had when you went into that interview five Oh, years gosh. Ago? You know, I, I knew what had to happen. I mm-hmm. knew we had to get to the 50. I think everything else has come just out of wonderful relationships and listening to our community and trying to figure out what will be impactful. So nothing else was as prescribed, um, but it's been a lot of fun. That's for sure. And uh, I recall you're number one and uh, been there ever since and, yeah. and uh, continued going. Uh, one of the things that I love personally is the jazz. Yes. Uh, and uh, it's been great to see that jazz big band that uh, is a lot of local people. Uh, but they are based out of Okaboji. Yes. And wow. What a they were so good. Run. They were so good. Uh, but I also know that, uh, and we're going to get to the fact that uh, the schedule's coming out one week from today. And I know you're not going to let anything out. <laughs> You've always been very tight-lipped about that. Yes. Uh, but I heard inklings that uh, if there is a jazz camp at Augustana this year, 
that uh, they might be opening. Yes, we are so excited about that. You know, that was a conversation that we started pre-pandemic. Wow. And we weren't able to do it. Yeah. So we're super excited to have the young people play our stage. You know, really, that's what the Levitt is about, is being that place of dreaming. Um, So for young people to see that stage and have an opportunity to be there, I think it just sets goals for them, right? If they can do it as a young person and continue to grow their skill set, maybe they'll be a headliner one day. That's what we And to look out on that lawn and see, you know, anywhere from 5,000 people on up. Yes. (laughs) Yes, what a joy. What what technically is the largest crowd you've had? Oh, gosh. By far, the largest crowd was for Brulee last summer. Yeah, we... You know, it's hard to count. It, people are moving, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to count. But we do have our clickers, and we do the best we can. And we, and we were right over 10,000 with that Incredible. crowd. Yeah. Because the lawn was built for five, right? Yeah. Actually, four oh, wow. is what it's supposed to be. Um, so, that, yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the first time that the brulee played there. And uh, somebody wanted me to just pick up a CD for them. Mm-hmm. And so we're driving down Phillips, and it's like, they're three and four deep on each side of yeah. the road here. Yeah, they really were. They really were. And this year, you know, we closed the road, tried to be proactive, but still, people were just <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of improvements that are going on around the Levitt as well. How do you feel about that in terms of, you know, what's upcoming and and how much is it going to build even more? It's exciting. You know, one of the things about the Levitt coming into a community like ours is you know it will have economic impact, but you don't really know the scale of things, right? And for all of us that have lived in Sioux Falls for a long time and know how kind of deserted that part of downtown was Mm -hmm. for decades, to see it now coming to life and all of the activity and the growth in the building – It's really exciting to see. Yeah, I remember going to the Falls Park, and uh, it was hidden. Oh, my (laughs) husband tells me that he wasn't allowed to go as a teenager. Yeah, there were. (laughs) It's not the place you went just as a nice little family gathering. And now it's it's our landmark. It's where everybody wants to be. It's wonderful. And uh, a lot of people want to be at the Levitt uh, on weekends uh, during the summer. Uh, the shows will begin June 2nd? June 2nd. June 2nd. It's a Friday okay. night this year. All mm-hmm. right. And uh, next week, you're coming out with the list. Okay, so what can we talk about? <laughs> uh, we, we already mentioned that, you know, we might see some kids up there and so forth. But yes. local openers is a oh great gosh. thing now. Yes. So not only do we have the local openers, and this year there will be an opener for every single show, um, we're expanding that this year. Because of COVID and because we were just learning how to do all this, we had been limiting those openers to just, in the very first year, just soloists. Mm-hmm. And then it went to trios last year. This year they can be full bands. Oh, ho, ho. We're learning how to do that. You know, there's a lot of technology that has to uh-huh. work to make okay. that happen seamlessly. So you'll see a lot bigger bands this year as openers and a lot more diversity, I okay. think. Because in I, the I happen to be involved in a little radio show thing that uh, uh, has said that there might be an opportunity. Uh, and then the fact that it was like, oh, but what about logistics? What if we can only have three people there and so yeah. forth? So that's great to hear. Yeah, we're able to do put a smile more. on my face. Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. You know, there's just so much great local talent. Uh, it's phenomenal, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, we're 
we're so excited to lift people up and give them the opportunity to be on this big stage. Um, we actually, even last week, we offered a kind of a professional development opportunity. We called it a music mixer. Mm-hmm. We had 49 local artists show up who wanted to just talk about how do we get booked to, wow. to work. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the behind the scenes stuff that it takes to build our community. Of so artists. I only needed one more to fill those 50 spots. Right? I would have been all set. <laughs> Uh, but I bet that was phenomenal for them, uh, having that opportunity. And also, knowing quite a few of those that uh, have been wanting to apply, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm grateful for that, for them. Uh, what's the toughest part of choosing that, though? You know, it is it is a puzzle. Everybody always thinks, well, they're all great, just put them all on. But it doesn't work that way programmatically, right? We have to first book all of the headliners, and this year the international bet acts are back so we're talking to agents all over the world Mm -hmm. trying to make this schedule work and because as you know the levitt really wants to bring as much diversity to our stage as possible i have to think about that right not only is it musical diversity but it's human diversity Mm -hmm. that we want to see on our stage so i'm trying to figure that out make sure we've got everybody well represented got the music well represented and once i've got that then i can look at the local talent and say who fits who fits because programmatically it has to work Work, right the headliners are very specific about who the opening act is because they want it to build the energy oh, that's true. the purpose right yeah. to kind of get the crowd excited and ready for them so i have to make sure that whoever we're choosing really suits that bill and gets us to the point where the headliners will be happy as well as the audience all right so some of the headliners are going to be international acts again so yes. we know that uh, and i know that over the past few years uh you've, you've done some themes yeah you know there's been uh you know like a, a jazz theme there's been a western theme there's been different things what types of uh, little subcategories for concerts will we have this year yeah absolutely thank you for mentioning that yes so again when i'm choosing and i'm trying to think about the diversity we actually um, hire the acts kind of in genres so we'll have a women in song genre Mm -hmm. and those are bands that are fronted by female performers because just across the board there's fewer of those right we have a jazz and blues genre this year we have rock and roll we're actually gonna veer into hip-hop this year oh my and see how that goes yeah the hip-hop artists we've chosen are all those who are family friendly and who have all okay. positive messages because so we we're still about the lyrics. absolutely we're still <laughs> all about that it's still all about family friendly but we're trying to bring people of all ages to the concerts right the other thing we're doing as far as thematically is we're having a couple of mini festivals. So we're working with Lutheran Social Services, and mm-hmm. they'll have their cultural festival with us. So we're booking some acts for that. Um, and then we're actually doing a festival called All My Relatives, and we're doing it with the Wokini Initiative from South Dakota State. So for two days, all of the artists, all the programming will be Native American. So we have some wonderful artists coming for that and then there'll be arts and crafts behind the, sh- the shell we'll have some panel discussions about the Lakota language and the history there so I think it'll be a great opportunity to just spotlight some of our native performers um, and then we're working with the Kunama Festival and we'll have a day of African music so we've got folks from all over coming it's going to be exciting <laughs> all right uh, do we have any headliners coming back besides international acts we have a couple of headliners that are returning from year one and year two okay they were kind I'm, of some I'm... of our favorites um, one of them in particular I'm not going to share a name but I'll tease out was a Sunday performance mm-hmm. and it was 
crazy, crazy hot. And we had a very small audience just because it was just too hot. When we first did those Sundays, they were at four in the afternoon. They were nasty. Yeah, we decided (laughs) against that. But I felt like she was so wonderful and I wanted people to hear her Mm -hmm. music that were inviting her back. Um, so just a couple, a couple All of right. our favorites. Uh, any band from like New Orleans or anything coming back? You know, we do have a couple of bands from New Orleans oh, this year. Maybe it's one. Yeah. We don't have Zydeco. We do not have Zydeco. Oh, no, that's not the one yeah. I'm asking okay. about. So, All yeah. right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I will share because this has already come out. Um, Levitt National chooses one act that travels to all, all the Levitt them, right. venues. Yeah. So this year it's La Santa Cecilia, which is a Grammy Award winning Latin band. And they are going to just blow our socks off. Yeah, I can imagine that mm-hmm. Latin music in the summertime. Uh, so you know, much fun. Few, few beverages floating around as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> of course, our friends from JJ's always help with that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, <laughs> that they do. And they got the food trucks yes. and so forth. Now, I do have to ask, in terms of, uh, you know, I mentioned that uh, one time when Brulee was playing, then yeah. I needed to go down and get a CD. Yes. What's the merch table like now as CDs have, have kind of gone the way of the dodo? You know, that has been so interesting <laughs> to see how the technology has changed the merch mm-hmm. part of things for these bands. You know, a lot of them now are selling basically a, a coded QR code okay. where you can go and you can download the music. Um, they're still, of course, relying on the T-shirts and all that True. tchotchke kind of yeah. stuff. But yeah, without the CDs, what we're finding too, I can I can almost tell when they pull up in the van, the age of the band will determine what, <laughs> what the merch is going to be. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the other thing about merch, which is so funny, is I can also tell you the age of the band, how they're going to pack their merch. These young bands uh, full of all guys in a van together. Uh-huh. Yeah, we often have to kind of parse Separate out the things. merch from their laundry, <laughs> which is sometimes a bit... Has That's anybody sketchy. gone back to having vinyl at the merch table? There has been quite a bit of vinyl, actually. Because yeah, I just yeah. I just finally went retro and got a, a turntable. Yes, and some really beautiful vinyl, mm. like colored and artwork yeah. in the vinyl. True. Yeah, so the real collectors are enjoying that. Oh, man, that's fun stuff. All right, so uh, now I threw out a suggestion to you one time on a Sunday morning for a band that I absolutely love. And by the time you probably got to tune into it on uh, CBS uh, Saturday morning, then they played the worst song they possibly could have played. <laughs> oh no, Nancy's not going to put them on. <laughs> Any hope for St. Paul and the Broken Bones? Oh, you know, I made a call to the agent and we couldn't make oh. the touring work this year. Okay. But, you know, they're on the list. All right. They're on I the list. On yeah, there. no. And I appreciate that, Dave, whenever yeah. people call because. You know, there's gazillions of bands to listen to, but when somebody I trust who I know has a great discerning ear for music gives me a lead, mm-hmm. I'm all over it. Yeah, because there was one other band out of Wisconsin that I wanted, but they have disbanded. And that yeah. happens a lot too. You know, I we've suppose. seen yeah. huge changes in in the bands and who's available since COVID. Yeah. All right. Uh, what does your job contain of the most? Are you a fundraiser the most part? Are you an organizer? Uh, are you on the phone with the agents all the time? What? All of the above. It, it hits. All huh? of the above. Yeah. <laughs> you know, our team has grown quite a bit. Um, so luckily I'm able to offload some of the day-to-day operations stuff mm-hmm. now. And of course we've had wonderful marketing since the beginning. Um, but Roseanne, who I know you know yes, well, Roseanne yeah. Hoffland, her position will be changing. She's actually going to be moving more towards community development and okay. community engagement activities. Mm-hmm. And then we're bringing on a new marketing person. So we're all able to spend a little bit more time 
in focused areas, okay. which is great. But right. yes, I do a ton of fundraising um, and still I'm the kind of chief program person when it comes to the concerts. Yeah. All right. Are we going to have that uh, that one gal? Uh, she's a fruit name or something. Apple or <laughs> oh, Apollonia. Apollonia Davalos. Oh, is she going to be back? She is not. I didn't think so. My heart yeah, is she... broken. I'm so pleased for her. Apollonia has graduated. Yeah. Um, college, and she is going on now to do her master's in Florida oh, in yeah. theology. So I'm so happy for her. She has found her calling for certain, but we will miss her. Oh, no doubt. And and she's done uh, so many great things. And just a what a great face uh, and personality to have out front yeah beautiful yeah. young woman and uh any anybody possibly replacing well, moving well, in dave it's open you're gonna come <laughs> down and dance <laughs> yeah my cane's over in the other room <laughs> we can all boogie a little bit right yeah that one can yeah and, and sometimes i even boogie at a wheelchair if i'm playing a particular character on a local television I've show i noticed that <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for at this point then to continue to grow? You know, I think the the community engagement part, um, our board is really interested in looking to see how we can have a bigger role in arts education and in helping local artists sort of grow in that area. I think that, you know, our schools do such a great job with music, but I think we can do more to bring our local artists in with young people Mm -hmm. and again, inspire them so that they can use music not only for joy and peace and and their own learning, but also if they want to do it as a career, we can help nurture that along. You know, and that's something, uh, you know, we, we have a, a mutual friend, uh, Sarah Crosby. Yes. And when she came to town 20-some uh, years ago and started Dakota Academy of Performing yeah. Arts, I remember that one of the first things she told me was that the kids in Sioux Falls and surrounding area are just as talented oh, yes. as kids in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. Yep. They just haven't had the opportunities. Yep. And now we're seeing those opportunities come around. Yeah. Uh, and so that's come to fruition that, you know, it used to be somebody went to USF or Augie um, for a, a theater degree. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to be sticking around. Mm-hmm. Now there's jobs. Yes. And, and that's what we want. Yeah. Right? We want to create a community where we can sustain that for our kids. And uh, what does the uh, the former president of uh, Augustana University think of a lot of that? You know, he's very happy in his new role <laughs> as chief parking officer Excellent. at the Levitt. <laughs> yes. And my handicap sticker gets me there. There you go. He just loves being back there and greeting people. You know, and, and, and that's uh, such a great job for him, too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And uh, for those not uh, aware, Bruce Halverson, yep. her husband, mm-hmm. is uh, one of the most genuine, <laughs> nicest guys you. you will ever meet. And he's now passed all that knee surgery stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was something. Yeah, I can, I, I could empathize with him on yeah, that stuff. Just nasty, <laughs> <laughs> because that is one of the great things. Is once you get down there, you know, to be able to walk around and uh, you know to make your way over to the food truck, is pretty darn easy. Oh, it is. Uh, the accommodations are fantastic, and of course, you know, still one of the things that we don't probably hit hard enough is. The admission price is phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything we do is free to the public. Yeah. It's great. It's an amazing mission. Yeah. But uh, like you did say, you know, obviously a a good part of your job is uh, fundraising. 98% of the budget Mm -hmm. is fundraising. Yes. And, but you've had some creative ways of doing that too, you know, passing the bucket around and so forth. And of Mm -hmm. course, uh, some merch and some uh, lawn chair rentals and Mm -hmm. so forth. 
But there's other ways that people can contribute too, aren't there? There are. Thank yeah. you for that. Yes. In fact, all of the concerts are sponsored by donors. Um, most of those who sponsor concerts are businesses mm-hmm. and foundations. But then also you can join as what we call a friend of Levitt. And with our friends program, that's where you get a parking pass to the back parking lot if you'd like it. You get free chairs, you get some drink tickets, and those are all just perks to say thank you. But really your gift is going to help keep this music free for our whole community. You know, if you went to see any of these bands in some of the other venues in town, you would be paying upwards of $40, 50 to do that. Yeah. Um, so a contribution to the Levitt, you know, of $100 even gets you yeah. <laughs> all of this all summer long. And it's, you know, it's such an important part of our community now. It's hard to believe that we've been here only five years, but yet it's become a staple. But we need to contribute to make that sustainable, right? We need everybody to help pitch in the bucket or do whatever they can to make it possible. Yeah, and uh, I decided to become a friend this year. Thank you for that. Yeah, and uh, well, you know, I wanted my name up on the board. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But there are a lot of great perks that come along with that. And it's uh, fantastic to see so many people getting involved. Are you surprised? I mean, because we've always known that the Sioux Falls is a very generous community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but have you been, has it gone past what you ever thought? Oh, by far. I mean, I just, I really thought that the fundraising would be the hardest part of my job. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not going to say it's easy, <laughs> right. but it's certainly not, it's not a burden because people are so excited by the mission and they believe in it. So they're willing to step up and be a part of it. And that has just been so gratifying. All right, let's talk about the Levitt organization in the last few minutes here. Mm-hmm. How how it got started and, uh, you know, how many there are now. And weren't yeah. we number seven? Yes. And we were the smallest at that time? By far, yeah, yeah and we still are. Still yep. are, okay. Yep, so um, we are a part of a national network that mm-hmm. was started by Mortimer and Mimi Levitt. Um, they are a family who um, has done just amazing things. But Mortimer's story in particular really, I think, tugs at the heartstrings. He was very poor as a child. His father sold trinkets at Coney Island, and he would go to work with his father, hear the music in the venues, but not be able to afford a ticket. And so he promised himself if he ever made his millions, and he did, he would make music free for everyone. And we are the beneficiary of that vision that he had so many years ago. So yes, we are the seventh venue in the network, um, and we are by far the smallest community to be granted a Levitt shell. Um, And when the Levitt comes in, it is always a three-way collaboration. So there's the Levitt National, the city, Mm -hmm. right? And the 501c3 Levitt, Friends of Levitt that I run. Those three parts come together to make this possible. Um, It's a remarkable, remarkable mission to build community through music. Have there been more added since us? You know, there have not yet. There okay. are three more in the works. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think that those will be coming on in the next three to four years. And then that's it. They're capping. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they are doing a new program now called Levitt Amp. And that's as it's, if you can imagine if we were just going to do 10 shows at the McKinnon Bandshell, mm-hmm. you could apply for a grant to be a Levitt Amp. Okay. Right. So it's not the big venue that we are, but still an important vehicle for small communities to support, you know, free music in the summer. Yeah. And such a a great program that uh, they started with that. And uh, we are so lucky. A, first of all, to have become a part of it. B, mm-hmm. uh, and just as importantly, actually, mm-hmm. uh, is the fact that we have you oh, as executive you. director of it. Uh, Thanks, because you have always done, no matter what you've been involved with, 
you've always done a fantastic job. So you had a great resume going into this. Uh, so it was kind of a lock that they would pick someone like you. Well, I was lucky they did. <laughs> there was some competition. Hey, oh, I can imagine there was. Probably some good hitters in yep. there, no doubt about that. Uh, first of all, uh, before we get to the, the final two questions, Ed, uh, of you know what do you do when you're not part of arts and entertainment, but uh, your son Cole. Yes. What is he up to these oh, days? Oh, thank you for asking. He is a senior at Colorado Mesa University, mm-hmm. majoring. He's in the BFA program for photography and videography. Wow. Yeah. So he is doing great stuff. Excellent. Just great stuff. Yeah, because, uh, well, uh, that was about the time that I was at a radio station that you would frequent from time to time when you were pregnant with him. He was a youngster then, so I always like to keep tabs on that. Yeah, and he was doing voiceover work even then. Oh, yeah, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) All right, Uh, when you are not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? You know... I love to go hear musicians. It's mm-hmm. so much fun to go and hear other musicians. But at home, I, I have a hydroponic garden. I love to uh-huh. mess around with that. Um, we have a puppy, and um, Bruce and I love to watch movies and read books and play cards and just all the stuff. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah so you got to keep that guy that attends uh, the parking. Got to keep him happy. happy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Nancy Elverson, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the Dave Holly Hour. Thank you. And we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a moment. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items, too. TJS Ceramics offers classes through the Sioux Falls Community Education Program and special open studio nights every Thursday evening. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Exo Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Exo Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment, 605-334-1463. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks once again to those great guests, Emerson Park and Nancy Halverson, and of course, thank you. Listening, by the way, downloading now over 13.7 thousand sharing, following on social media, and of course, just your overall support of this show. It means such a great deal to me. We've got some more great things on the way yet this year. They're going to start soon. They were supposed to start sooner, but hey, it all gets away from us from time to time. But we'll start them up, and it'll be a great thing for you to learn more about the empire, the Sioux Empire, arts and entertainment scene here. 
By the way, if you haven't done so so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. Now, for all 177 episodes, go online, DaveHollyHour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, my name is Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.